Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, Comedian's Guide to Autism. This is a labor of love uh, that we've had for five years, unbelievably. My name is Kirk Smith, I'm one of your hosts, and there's another host here. I'm Graham Kay, coming Boom. to you from Toronto, Canada, Woo! in quarantine. Today is my last day of quarantine. When you go to Canada now, uh, I'm here for work. Um, and if you're you're not allowed across the border unless you're uh, hold a Canadian passport. And when you go to Canada now, um, you have to. I don't know if you guys heard, but there's like an epidemic or something. But I, I that's the first I found I heard of it when I crossed the border actually. <laughs> and they were insistent that I quarantine, and so I I um, you have to quarantine for two weeks or or Kirk. Um, I think I, I may have said this on my last po- on the last podcast, but you you get um, uh, a year in jail if you get caught breaking quarantine, or seven hundred thousand dollars, which you for sure have. So just pay it out of your petty cash, Graham. Well, I don't have all of it, but I have a friend who is a part time mover, and he might have it. So. <laughs> uh, he's tipping his hat. I have uh, in this quarantine. Uh, a good friend of ours, a, co- a comedian who is actually kind of famous, but I won't say his name because I don't know how comfortable he is with it, but he works all the major clubs in America, including the cellar where Graham works. And he set me up with it. We talked about it years ago and I was like, Oh, that's, I'm, I'm pretty good. And then, uh, pandemic hit and in April, I was like, Hey buddy, how's that, uh, <laughs> how's that moving job? Is that still an option? And so he set me up with a moving job. So I've been, uh, Get up early. A lot of a lot of mornings. Getting up at seven a.m. to go drive a pack a truck, move a truck, drive these thirty foot trucks, and then at night, doing these uh, shows in the park, which do not pay enough to keep me afloat. So it's uh yeah twenty dollars, twenty dollars <laughs> for screaming in a park isn't enough. Um, for a single father of two, well, we'll see. <laughs> Well, I've been uh, I've been uh, taking that money and setting aside for uh, buying JJ a car. I think we talked about this in the podcast, the yep. old pod. And, and, and you bought him some T-shirts. I saw you were showing me before. You bought him some new T-shirts. You're going over yeah, there, I aren't can, you? Uh, yeah, I'm going over there October 11th. October 11th. I don't know if I can pan this uh, little camera up here, but I've got see that up there is all a stack of clothes that are all double and triple X, which is for uh. a very special man, uh, my son. Yeah, I've got these. Uniqlo had a sale, and I got these reversible sweatshirts for $9 that are, like, rain-proof on the outside and, like, soft on the inside. He's going to love. And then I got uh, some Puma stuff on sale. Basically, if it's under $10 and triple X, I'm buying it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, of course. He's got a lot of clothes. He's it. got a lot of clothes. Yeah. He can rip everything. He can be. He can Doesn't Hulkamania matter if he rips everything. it. It's five dollars. They cost the price of a fancy latte, and if he tears it, I'm fine with it. So, so you, uh, you're you're in my old room, right? Yeah, this is the uh, this is all this is the old uh, wood paneled room of sadness that Graham used to have, and now yeah. I uh... now it's Kirk's room of sadness. <laughs> Kirk is smart. Kirk is like a very smart man, and he he was like, it's the pandemic. Um, I'm going to save some money instead of spending extra money since comedy's down. And so he, I, I lived in like a sort of a comedian in a really nice neighborhood, uh, comedian's house. And so now he's, he took over that and I'm jealous. I wish I was back there saving that cash. 
Well, here, the deal is I was in Chelsea living solo, and it was very convenient when things are open. But when everything's closed, it's not convenient to anything because everything's closed. It doesn't matter anywhere. It doesn't matter if you live in the, in Chelsea, yeah. Kirk had a swanky yeah. apartment in Chelsea in Manhattan, and then he was like, pandemic, no comedy, uh, everything's closed? <laughs> well, come over to Brooklyn. get See some trees, baby. So I'm you're you're with, smart. With my people, the losers. Yeah, so there's three of us losers in here, and it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, but you honestly, I honestly think you live in the nicest neighborhood in all of New York City. Yo, this is a, this is a little hidden gem. Uh, if you if you're tuning in for Kirk's travel tips, Greenpoint yeah. is a very lovely Greenpoint little Brooklyn. neighborhood on the water. Uh, there's parking because it's off the beaten tr- track a little bit, and. I'm honestly really liking it. We'll see. We'll see uh, how the winter plays out. But so far, I gotta move back there. I gotta move back there. Except not for when there's time. somebody else is in the bathroom and I need to go to the bathroom. But other than that, it's great. Yeah, I don't want to move in that sad room again. But I want to move. Yeah, to who does? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a free bedpan in case somebody's hogging the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I know this is not about autism, and we're rambling, and it's my uh, fault. Look at autism. <laughs> but but. Um, that apartment is interesting that you're in because it has it um it's really old that building and it has if you look when you walk in there's two doors one to the right and that's where the horse used to go to go to the back where the stables were really yes and there's a bunch of door every room has a door to the hallway and it's because it used to be for longshoremen and so they have different shifts, so they wouldn't have to walk through each other's rooms. They all walk to the hallway to, to leave because huh. it was just a bunch of, like, guys who worked on the docks. So um, who weird. knows what sort of seedy things have happened in that room? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing we pretty much know a lot of seedy things. <laughs> but the reason why you're doing this, uh, you're da- you downsize for the pandemic. The main reason is because of your son, JJ, who has autism, and you are saving money uh, to buy him a car, which I think is amazing. And um, I tease you for being in the room of sadness, but you're a very strong man, and you're a good man, and you're a great father. How is JJ doing? What's happening with JJ? Oh, man, I don't handle compliments well, so I was going to deflect, but I'll answer your question first. Uh, uh, he is okay. He had another uh, long-time listeners know JJ has epilepsy or has a, gets, gets a conic telonic, no, wait, conic telonic, uh, grand malls, they used to call them. Conic right. telonic, I think is what it is. And seizures, it seizures. Little seizures. No, oh, not no. the little ones. I mean, he gets the, the little ones, too. But um, in fact, they think that when uh, the doctor's explaining when he kind of spaces out, that it could be like mi- minor micro seizures or something. Right. But he gets also the kind where he like violently shakes and then like falls over and oh like kind of like you've seen on yeah. TV where it's like, oh, yeah. he's having a seizure like that. And so it's dangerous because he's. I don't a tall like where man. this weekend review is going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm I, a, I, I'm sorry, man. Anyway, go uh, on. It's, it's life, yeah. He's a tall man, so when you're standing at six feet and you fall straight over kind of on your face, which has kind of happened to him before, and then he gets a seizure like on the rug. Oh, man. Uh, he doesn't fall straight over like a plank, but he like crumples down and like you can hit your head on something. You know, that's the danger where you, you clip your head on a coffee table or something and then... You know, it's it's million dollar baby situation where a, a tragic accident 
that is hard to foresee. So he had a seizure on, what day is today? Thursday. So I think he had a seizure on, I think it was Sunday. Um, I was talking to him on the phone and he seemed really kind of reserved and and quiet and pensive, pensive and staring at the camera. Mm. And then his aide got on, I could hear in the background say, he just had a seizure earlier oh today and he's fine, but he's tired. So when he gets these seizures, usually for us, he's very tired. And I've heard it explained, you know, we, we, t- we covered this on the podcast that uh, that's one of the reasons people have tried electroshock therapy where it like resets your brain. And so in, in my, I'm obviously not a doctor, even though my hair could play one on the TV commercial. It looks like when he gets these seizures, it kind of resets him a little bit and calms him down. And for a while, it seems like he's a little clear, a little bit more clear-minded. So, but you you said it was so after so you you were talking to him post seizure, and and you say that he's clear-minded when it was post seizure, but it also sounded like you said it was hard for him to communicate. Yeah, he's nonverbal, so there's not a lot of communication, but. I've noticed every time he's had a seizure, and he's had, I think, six grand malls that, that, that we know of that, you know, we're sure somebody witnessed, and and they started when he was, like, 16. Um, every time he's had it, he you know, your body, a seizure is like your body seizes up and all your muscles, like, flex. So it, it's, You're it's, physically it's, exhausted. You're physically exhausted. So he'll be physically not jumping around and not but. He will be looking at you, and you'll be talking to him. And so it looks like, and again, he's nonverbal, so it's hard to tell. But it looks like he's listening, and he's looking right at you. Uh-huh. And it's it's really a calm, quiet, kind of sweet moment, which sounds insane because no, it doesn't. Of what you just witnessed. Right. But it looks like it gives him a little clarity of mind. And again, we don't know because he doesn't talk, and I don't want to pseudoscience. But yeah, and we've had it explained before that some people have tried. You know, we try, We talked about this. Electroshock therapy is back. They call it something else now, but where they shock your mind. And the reason they do that, it resets your brain, kind of like a reboot of a computer. So anecdotally, it seems like when he has these, very scary, very unsettling, and I don't want this for him. But the little silver lining is immediately after, he's very in the moment and focused. Yeah, for the rest of the day or the rest of, for, for some time. Sometimes a wow. few days. And do you, so when you communicate with him, is it any easier or you just notice that he's paying more attention? He's, does he, paying, a, does, he's paying attention. Does he, he does verbalize. I've seen your calls. We, we put one yeah. on a couple of weeks ago on this podcast. Yeah. We put the audio on. He does verbalize a bit. Is he verbalizing more or just um, more of the same, but he's paying more attention? It's less... I don't want to say rambly, but it's it's more co- more coherent where it's more in a pause or like so it's not like he's just like talking over the other person, but it's a little bit more like a, a conversation where it's like there's a a call and response where you say something and then he'll say something and then you'll say something. So it's like it sounds super weird to say this, but it just seems like again anecdotally that immediately after right right I hear you it makes it makes sense clear minded it makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I, I'm, 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 so are you concerned? 
what what's what's your yeah there's a medication that he's on um and i i looked it up because i feel like we've done this a few times where i hem and haw and i can't remember the name of the thing and it's very frustrating so i pulled it up and if i was a professional i'd have had it ready beforehand but this will take but a minute, and I will say the name. That's okay. We can kill time. Or if not, you're the one who is editing this week's episode, so you can edit this Dead Space out. Uh, the name of the edit- medication is Bucolan, B-U-C-C-O-L-A-N. And the problem is he's allergic to it. Oh, so man. He's had an allergic reaction to it the last few times. So he only takes it when he has a seizure, but my understanding is... It stops the seizure, and yeah, it's a uh, bucolan. But how do uh, they administer it when he's having a seizure? Orally, um, and also it 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 makes people okay. So that is the 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 brand, but the active ingredient is midazolam. M i d a z o l a m. So if some of the, some of you. It's a controlled substance, and uh, some of you have, have asked me about this, and so there we go. The brand is Bucolan, but the active ingredient, the medicine inside it, is called Midazolam. But yeah, it's a it's a, it's a tough one where you got to pick your poison. Where if he's allergic to the thing, but then you don't you want him to have stop the seizure, and yeah, but it also makes him drowsy. And that could be another reason why he's so calm too. Right. I'm not a doctor. Nope. Nope, you are not. But you Yeah, know sorry, tough subject of the weekend review. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh well thank you for sharing though, and I'm sorry you're going through that. I it sounds like he hasn't had a big seizure in over a year. I think it's been I need to go through the episodes because we talk about it, but I think it's been about a year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been about a year. This if nothing else, this podcast is a good oral history of uh, Peter and JJ's lives. Yeah, if the pandemic mutates and wipes us all out, this is all going down for posterity. It's great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a nice thought you just. Um, <laughs> how's uh, how's your family doing? Family is great. Peter is fine. He's bored. Same talked to my parents on facetime last time we talked um uh, last time on this podcast i was talking about how he killed all the fish and my dad is, was fed up with because my dad was the guy who taking care of the fish tank with my brother and my dad's a terrible teacher he just starts my dad just says the same thing again over but louder it's like it's like an american abroad if they don't speak english you just yeah, keep saying yeah. it but louder he just goes no no <laughs> clean it Clean it. Oh, Peter. Clean it. And then my, my, then my brother was like, Dad, I did. I did. I'm clean. And it's just like, I'm like in the next room, like, okay. Someone needs to. So those two have, those two, thank you. Those two have had it with each other. And uh, my mother took over the cleaning duties. But my mother, we'll see. She's historically not the. My mother is like the laziest, hardest worker in the world. I don't know what that means. 
Well, she's she's like she's always got meetings and whatever. She's she's working like forty hours a week for free on the condo board because she's retired and that sounds terrible. blah 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 blah. But you know, she's the type of person that will convince you to get a dog and then say she's going to walk it, and then my dad will walk it every day. <laughs> so, so they're I a can, match made in heaven. I love yeah. It. So I don't. My mother says she's going to take over the, the the cleaning of the fish tank. I don't think she is. Um, but we'll see what happens. She was definitely a better teacher. So hopefully, apparently, there's just like dead fish carcasses swimming around in there. My brother just can't see it for whatever reason. Mm. He's got like this vacuum, this like water vacuum that you you know you gotta like scoop around the corners and all the the uh, the the rocks at the bottom and whatever and stir up the, and you know get in get in there and 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 suck up all the algae and stuff um and my brother just can't see it mm. he can't he can't he, he there's like just the concept of where the dirt is you know my dad just gets so frustrated and my, i talked to my i facetime with my parents the other day and my dad was just like my dad is very very rarely disappointed in my brother he um he's proud of of his son and uh but this time he was uh the old man was sad he could tell so you know it's a uh, uh it's tough though it's tough being a dad you know this kind of tips our hand a spoiler alert if you mm-hmm. uh I'm going to transition slowly into our, 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 our review of Love on the Spectrum, episode four. Episode four. Yes. Yes. All right, that's your three, two, one. Pause it here if you haven't seen it, and then come back and listen to the end of this. But there's a part in episode four where the dad says, uh, it's the dad of the redheaded guy, and I do not remember his name right this second, but he says, um, I, he used to say all the time, I wish I was normal. He doesn't say that as, I haven't heard him say that lately. Yes. And then he starts to cry. Yeah. And you know, he just Andrew. wants his... Andrew. Andrew is his name. The, the guy's he just, name. The son. The he son. just wants his his, uh, his son, Andrew, to, to, to feel the way he wants to feel. Listen, this is an Australian show. For these for these Australian men to buckle... Uh, <laughs> this, come on. These, come, this is convict stock. These are tough men out there. Yeah. So it's really... Uh, oh, it's man, really that made heart- me cry. That made me cry. Yeah, it's really a heartfelt thing where he's trying to. Sad. He just wants what's best for his son, and his son wants to date. And uh, there was a couple f- funny things that I've said for years that I think probably a third of the comedians are on the spectrum, and I'll tell you why. Autistic people say things or view things differently, and when they verbalize them often it comes out as for other people, they might think it's funny. And so like, I think as a comedian, when you can nurture that little ability to see things from the outside, mm-hmm. it's really a gift, you know, yeah. it's really a gift. Cause like, for, for example, Andrew, they asked him, what are your, what are your uh, positives? What do you bring to a relationship? He's like, well, I'm uh, I'm nice. And then I'm very punctual, which is not something you hear most people say like, uh, yeah. I, never had, I don't know if, uh, most people list that as one of their top attributes. I'm always on time. Well, I, I, Andrew reminded me of Peter a little bit. He's a little more high functioning than Peter. Um, but I feel like his parents or his mother especially was like, you're very uh, punctual. 
that's very good. And mm. he was like, he, he latched onto that probably and was like, yes. Right. That yes, makes I sense. am. You know, and then, and then he, he's one of the, it's one of the things he's proud of. And he is probably definitely punctual. He, I love that he, you know, he, the parents are on vacation and then he took care of the house and he was very clean. Everything was so clean. That's what my right. brother does. My brother, although he can't see the dirt in the fish tank, he, he, if you give him a task, I mean, he won't clean the stove very well, but he'll clean the stove. He'll t- right. rub a sponge, a dirty sponge over the stove. Like everything is clean, 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 and uh, and working and you know, doing the laundry and taking care of the house and very proud to do it, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah, the other one that made me laugh is when they ask the girl, the redheaded girl, and I just blank on her name too. Jeez, Louise, I sound like the dad of Olivia. Somebody. What's your Olivia. friend with the red hair's name? Yeah. Olivia. Yes. When they ask her, how long have you been single? And she says, oh, what day is today? Oh, my whole life. <laughs> I think she was joking, though. I think that was like I an I think she was joke. joking, too. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I thought that was funny. It's fu- she, she's very interesting. Um, she, she, like a lot of females, they are not diagnosed until later, until their late teens. And she wasn't diagnosed until she was 18. And there are moments where you can, you she does, you know, when she made that joke, I was like, oh, this person is very high functioning. That's a real joke, and she's very charming and and nice. Not that people with autism aren't charming and nice. Most of them are more charming and nice, actually. But she just seemed like she was a high functioning individual. And then there are certain areas when you realize that oh, she does have, yeah, uh. uh a disability and I and it's it breaks my heart like um she goes on a date and then the guy she does like one of her 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 stemming well they're and, dancing yes they're dancing and she does she she's excited yeah and she st- she stems like how my brother I oh one thing I think that it's she stem said, by the way but yeah stem sorry sorry I always get that wrong sorry stimming that's alright um stimulating right yeah so I think that's uh, what it is yeah yeah so I, by the way she had one of the best descriptions for stimming and she's sort of like oh the ping pong ball thing no they said you, the, the the interviewer was like you're you're jumping around there you know a lot she's yeah. like yes it's sort of what I do um. And and when I'm happy or when I'm sad, I do it. And that's my brother stems like that. He rubs his hands together and goes. Yeah. Uh, and she said it's um, it's a uh, a massive buildup and a and a pleasant release. Yeah, but I said. think she was making a joke there too. No, I think that that's what it. I I took that li- like literally, like it was just like. And then you 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 release it, and I'm like, I'm, it. I I kind of get that, like that that she is she is. Um, I thought she was making a little double entendre, yeah, because she was talking about dating. But I I might have I might have read too much. I don't that. think she was, I don't think she was at all. Um, Got it. Okay. I I I. Uh, anyway. She I, is, like I don't too, like though. using I like the word too. I don't the, the word high functioning and, and lower functioning is a, I think a problematic word but I don't know how else to say it but she is high functioning enough that it she sort of it, it can bridge the knowledge of what it feels like to be inside 
uh, a person with autism's mind to somebody like me. And that, that phrasing really, um, it made me understand my brother a little better. Um, how, you know, what he feels like when he's doing that. And so that was pretty illuminating, actually. Um, and also, yeah, and then it, I, it was heartbreaking what I was getting back to before. Uh, uh, it was like when she was dancing with, with that guy, and mm. then she, she stemmed a bit, and then he tried to, to move with her, and then she got really self-conscious and immediately shut down because she was like, you're making fun of my disability. And he's like, no, no, I just, you know. And I know, but, just, if I, but if I was him, I'd be like, we're literally dancing. There's music playing. I asked you to dance. Uh, of course, dancing. of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, she doesn't get that because she has autism, right. Kirk. Right. Like, I agree. I agree. She, she, I'm just she, saying it was an honest she, mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's just an honest mistake. It's just, I just, how many times has she been... Exactly. Uh, bullied. Ridiculed. Exactly. And, and she's just on guard and completely shut down. It was like broke my heart. Well, that's know? what it made me think of. Like when you've got two. So we've talked about autism dating a long time on this podcast, mostly because of your brother and my son. We're like, I'd love to find somebody, blah, blah. So it really highlighted to me. You get two people kind of like in an ideal situation. The cameras aren't ideal, but you find people that seem you know, like physically, like they could be a match and they're about the same age and they're geographically. And seem you know, like the same um, similar level, level. Of disability. They do a very yeah. good job of finding yeah. people with a similar disability. And then still, because dating's hard for everybody, there's a mm -hmm. classic misunderstanding where he's just trying to dance with her. And then she, like all of us, has baggage. We all do. And interprets it as he's making fun of her, which I understand why she might think that. And then he feels like a horse's rear end. And, yeah, that really was a tough scene for me where I'm like, uh, I felt for both of them. I could understand why she gets her feelings hurt. And I could understand how he would just be like, I'm literally just trying to dance with you. And I thought you did a dance move, and I tried to do a dance move. He doesn't know all of her stims. Like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was uh, tough. I, I just, um, one thing that always, um, I find interesting is no matter what your ability is, you always think you can do better than you can actually do. That's so funny. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't verbalize it the way you said it, but I did think something similar where I'm like, everybody thinks they can do better. Yeah. I need someone to watch my life and go, you Graham, hold on to this one. You'll never do better. <laughs> I need someone to film my life. And I need someone to watch it because I have walked away from women where like a year later, I'm like, damn, I really messed that up. I'm an idiot. I'm, I've a, done that I'm, an, age, yes. I'm an aging traveling clown. What, am I, what business do Several I times I've looked back and been like, what, what, do you, what do you think you bring to this? You live in a sad little coffin of an apartment. Very sad. Very, yeah. very sad. Have you mentioned how sad it is? I think the walls are closing in on me. <laughs> but it's just universal. It's a universal human. Um... That has nothing to do with autism. Yes. Yes. These, I a... mean, we're watching it. It's like this girl's like, I don't know if I like this guy. I'm like, he's kind and handsome. Yes. And, and he's you into tell you. Him, Remove your foot from your mouth, sir. I was like, oh, man, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when she said that to him, yeah, they meet. Well, whatever, you'll you'll see it. But she oh, she's, she's kind of mean to him off the top, and 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 it's not just her; it's guys on the show. Every guy on yeah. the show is like, I could do better. I'm like, she is so sweet and nice, you idiot. 
there there's a scene and i want to describe this as delicately as possible but um there is a speed dating scene and with andrew yes the redhead guy yes the way the guy who looks like the comedian steve hofstetter yes he does look like steve hofstetter You guys can look well, Steve Hofstetter up on YouTube. He's, yeah, he's we're not like, we're not making fun of this man with autism. It's just it is funny that they look very similar. They look yeah. very very similar. Same height, same hair color, same expressions. Glasses, everything. Glasses, anyway. yeah. Um, and there's a scene where he's like clear and it's quiet. And he's just staring at her like clearly like sizing her up, and she can feel it. And I'm like, oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that's yeah. brutal. And you yeah. and you and you've just acknowledged that you've been alone forever and never had any options. And the way he sized her up is just. And I'm not saying that he should settle for anybody or anything like that. It's just funny that you're right. Everybody thinks like, everybody's trying to get the absolute best person they can get. I guess that's the way to say it. I don't know. I think all those people that were on that on those speed dating scenes, I was so proud of them for putting themselves out there. Yeah. 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 I like, thought you, so too. Like that, it takes courage for that that girl to get sized up by that guy. You know? Yeah, the rejection's real on both sides. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I, I remember one time I dated a girl, and we tried to have this conversation where I I tried to clumsily, like a Neanderthal that I am, say that nobody's a ten, and it did not go over well. But my 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 uh, point was that we all have flaws. But it's like, yeah, there's two sides to to see it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh man. Oh, I bet you I bet you've had some doozies. I, <laughs> you in particular. Oh yeah. It was like, well, I'm a ten and I was like, No, 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 you're not. None of us are tens. But it oh, did not go over well. No. <laughs> but I meant it just like yeah, everybody's got a few little things. I didn't like. What'd you say about one third of all comedians, Kirk? <laughs> one third, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Venn diagram uh, uh, yeah. of, of the guys who also live in small little rooms is 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 almost the same circle. <laughs> in their forties, yeah. Uh, gets higher. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, the other, there's a couple other funny things. I did love when. Like it was really highlighted, not in a bad way, not making fun, but just really highlighted the fact, the lack of dating experience and social awareness. When she goes on the, Olivia goes on the date with a guy, he orders a coffee and she's like, I'll have a number two with fries and a Coke. <laughs> Cause usually on a first date, if the other person orders a coffee, you don't order a full meal. And then he, and then he goes, Oh, if we're doing that, then cancel the coffee. I would also like, a burger with uh, yeah he pivoted well there but also i will say this um he was 30 minutes late <laughs> he was 30 minutes late and they're meeting at a burger joint that's true i mean if someone's like meet me at this burger joint at lunchtime i'd be like well i guess we're having lunch no we're having tea i got here an hour late so now yeah. lunch is over <laughs> yeah and then the other funny thing that was almost cartoonishly funny to me and again, not making fun. I was just enjoying the experience and honestly hoping for something similar for my son. But when he goes, I think the best part out here is the peace and quiet. And then she burps so loudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost on cue. Oh, yeah. that really made me laugh. And I don't think she planned that. Just the way it happened it was just because no. she was like a little embarrassed. And it was just, but then I feel like he took it okay. He was like, oh, that happens to the best of us. 
Oh yeah, he, they were. He was. They were all polite, nice people, which is which is a nice thing about this show. There's no like jerks. They're all super sweet. Everyone they hook, everyone they set them up with, and yeah. But it is funny, like how we like, like uh, as a parent, uh, 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 someone. It is funny how like going back to what you said earlier, like we all assume at some level that you're like, listen, you found somebody, just be happy, just be grateful. That's Yes. And then they're like, nah, I, let's just talk online for a little while. I don't know when she turned that guy down. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you've, you've clearly said you have never dated. You want to date. Um, uh, seemingly a good looking guy who, you know, she, she intimated that she thinks he talks too as much as her, which is too much is what she said. Ask you out. And you're like, nah, I'm good. I don't know, just, I was surprised. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of people on this show that I'm, like, that the first date doesn't work out. I'm, like, I hope that they switch the couplings up behind cameras. Or, right, you know right, I mean? right, like, right, right. I'm always, like, well, that, that guy would go well with her. I hope they You're a real matchmaker, huh? I, hope I they, see I hope you. they switch it up, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, um... One thing I wanted to show or wanted to bring 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 up is that everyone on this show, all the families, seem to be well off. I did kind of notice that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like blue collar. Not even there's like not necessarily poor, but there's not like no not even any blue collar families. Yeah. Everyone is like upper middle upper middle class. Well, now, I like- know Australia has a larger middle class than America for but sure. Not upper middle. But yeah. Yeah, I did think as complicated as this is, one of the most complicated, mundane, frustrating, and gross things that nobody ever wants to talk about is money. But like if these guys also didn't have money, yeah, not guys, guys and girls, I mean that adds another level of complication to the date that we touched on one time when the guy goes Dutch with that girl. But yeah, I wondered that too. If you had to date and also pay for sandwiches for somebody you don't really like and you don't really have a job yourself. Like, it just adds another... Some of these people do have jobs, but some clearly don't, yeah. Yeah. Or they have a job, like, they have a job, like my brother has a job. Yeah. He makes, like, $4 a year, but he has a job. Yeah, which is great, but it doesn't allow you to eat out at Earl's or whatever you want to eat out in, yeah. in Canada. Yeah, that's that chain I like up in Canada. It's so, it's so like, I don't know, goofy. Kirk needs to start another podcast on how to be cheap and save money. I don't know if I like that nomenclature, but yeah, how to survive on nothing in a small, sad apartment. You're so good <laughs> at, like, you can split a dime in half. Oh, it's funny. Listen, necessity is the mother of invention. You've never had anything. A few things you have. Yeah. You know, one of those guys that uh, in a few years I'll just buy a house cash and everybody's like, how did that happen? Yeah, I eat at McDonald's a lot. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you think I it hope, happened? Yeah, I, I work true. all the time. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I, do you have any final clothing? I love the statements? show. I love the show. I, w- I would say I give it my un, uh, unreserved endorsement as far as if you're looking for something that illuminates a little bit on this Subject, I've read the criticism online of certain specific things, but I feel like they handle it very well considering it's a delicate subject. And There's one more doing... episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah um, we, we got one more of these coming. And we're definitely going to review it. I'm just yeah. saying uh, I've enjoyed it so far. And I'm, if you haven't, I don't think we've spoiled it. I think there's still... 
We have definitely haven't spoiled it. I, yeah. I, it's cry alert time for sure. You're gonna relate to the characters in some way. I haven't way. cried, but it's yeah. Oh, I have. I'm, I'm a big. I'm, I'm dying on the inside. But, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're an empty husk of a man. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a great show. Um, give it a shot. I'm, I yeah, give it a give it a shot. I, Last I, thing I, I will I, add. I like this episode. This was this was a good episode. New characters, same themes. Different um, cities too. I think before it was Perth, and now I think it's Sydney because he said to be taken the ferry to Manly, which is just north of Sydney. Okay. That Manly boat show—that's the longest-running show in Australia. That doesn't matter. Oh. Bit of trivia. Oh, there. Wow! Wow! Longest-running well, comedy real, show in Australia. <laughs> real dad trivia. Well, okay. I've done that show. It's great. It's a great show. <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say last thing. Uh, sorry, I kind of said I was done. And I'm not. Uh, it is very to piggyback on what you said. I think it's very eye-opening on how us normies or whatever, like neurotypical people think as far as dating too, because just the interactions are so stripped of a lot of the um, pretense. And so it's very uh, oddly illuminating. I don't yes, know. I they, find... they, it's, there's, there's no filter. So they're saying yes. everything that we would want to say. Yes. That, they're saying everything that we're thinking in, on a date. Yes, they're subtitles. illuminating, yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you've been on, like girls complain about this and guys do too. You go on a date, you think it's okay, and then they just disappear. They're not interested. That's because that person was good at hiding how they really felt, and they were not into you. <laughs> yeah. Versus yeah. on this one where the guy like says, I don't think this is, it's nothing you've done. I don't think I want to see you again. And I don't say which character because I don't want to spoil it, but he's like, and then he's like, hey, look at me. And she's like, well, you're standing behind the sun. I can't look directly in the sun. And then he puts his hand up to cover the sun. <laughs> that was really yeah. cute. But uh, there was no ambiguity towards his feelings on what was happening. Yeah. Which is very illuminating. It very, it's very interesting. It's like a, almost like a social experiment. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah. Well, in more ways than one. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> guys, that's been another episode of Autastic. We just reviewed uh, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, episode four of five. Um, it, yeah, I don't think we said the title of the show, uh, but it is Love on the Spectrum. This has been Autastic, the comedian's guide to autism. We said, um, we said the title. I am uh, Mr. Graham K on Twitter. I am at instagram k on instagram find me on blah 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 and also patreon.com slash autastic if you want to donate we'd appreciate that get kirk uh some more t-shirts patreon.com sweet sweet t-shirts guys yes for working yes. as a mover safe secure way to donate um to the pod well you can do one one dollar um, just venmo gram money he also takes venmo Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's um, money. We'll take it. Yeah, it's Graham Dash K. K A Y. Graham at Graham Dash K. I uh, do have something to plug. Go ahead, bud. I was just going to say it's at Kirk Smith Comedy on all platforms. Uh, I do have a, a working on a book, guys. I know uh, uh, this sounds braggy to say, but I've had people ask me over the years when's the next book coming out? I'm excited to say I'm 90% done. We're talking to. A few people about uh, different options, so I will either, hopefully, we'll make a decision shortly on that. But keep tuned for that. We've got I've got a new project coming out just to pique your interests, guys. Thanks Sounds so much. 
That's exciting. And I'm going to be headlining the Ottawa Yuck Yucks in Ottawa, Canada, October 2nd and 3rd. If you want to get your tickets, there's limited seating. It's social distance. And I'm performing behind glass, Kirk. Ooh, I like that. The fishbowl. Graham's going yes, behind the fishbowl. Apparently, uh, it gets real hot in there because like of all that. the lights. Yeah, there's a little weight, too. It's going to be great. Oh, boy, I can't <laughs> wait. Um, People love, throw their fries at the stage. It'll bounce off the plexiglass. Love it. <laughs> love 2020. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Guys, have a great week. You can do it.